0: Thank you for listening to Confessions of a Sales Pro. Less sins, more wins. This new series is entitled Best Sales Practices. In this 10-episode series, I am sharing the best practices for business-to-business sales professionals. For more information on my books, guides, sales training, and coaching programs, please visit SalesMentorU.com.
1: Why is it the same repetitive mistakes continue to rob salespeople of more commission checks, regardless of industry, size of company, or region of the globe? These same inhibitors are holding us back from reaching our full potential. Amongst many industry awards, Ian Selby achieved the accolade of top salesperson in the world at Apple. And in this podcast, he will discuss the issues that sales professionals encounter from his own experiences. Confessing to the problems he has endured and how he overcame them, giving the benefit of his wisdom to everyone listening who work in the world of sales. To help you, he will reveal strategies to overcome the issues hurting salespeople and helping you reach new levels of sales success. Confessions of a Sales Pro. Less Sins, more wins. With your host, Ian Selby.
0: This episode is entitled preparing your sales plan and value proposition. Ready, aim, fire versus ready, fire, aim. In the last episode, entitled Sales Method or Madness, I touched on the role that having a sales plan plays in an overall sales methodology. If you fail to plan, you plan to fail, and this is so very true in the world of sales. There are two topics involved in this week's podcast. One is the sales plan, and the other is preparing your value proposition. Keeping with the ready, aim, fire analogy, these two steps are all about ready and aiming. An annual sales plan begins by way of a salesperson receiving their annual sales target, or quota, which is really the what, in terms of what the company expects you to sell this year. Unfortunately, few salespeople create the how in terms of a plan for overachievement, in fact, overachievement. Let me explain how a sales plan works. A sales plan begins with your annual sales target or quota. You then determine how much of your target will your existing clients purchase from you this year. The remaining number is the target you will have to hunt for, new business from new customers. I always ask salespeople if they want to overachieve, and the answer is always, of course I do. So we add to your hunting target the amount you plan to overachieve by. For example's sake, let's say your annual sales target is $5 million, and you believe that you'll secure 3 million of it from existing customers this year. This leaves you with a hunting target of $2 million. Let's also assume that you want to overachieve by a million dollars. Therefore, your hunting target of your sales plan is now $3 million. Certainly, to ensure you'll achieve your farming target of $3 million with existing customers, you'll need to continue to nurture these relationships and conduct thorough account reviews. I will explain the account review process in an upcoming episode. Let's now focus on the $3 annual hunting target in this example. The next step is to determine what the average annual deal size will be when you land a new customer. In this example, let's say an average annual new customer revenue is worth $150,000. So in order to win $3 million of new business based on an average win of $150,000, we need to find 20 new customers this year. The next step in the sales planning process requires that we consider our new prospect to close ratio. This can vary based on a salesperson's personal brand in the marketplace and the number of referrals they generate. In next week's podcast episode, I will be explaining the sales process and opportunity pipeline. But for now, I'll use two terms for our formula. Interested means a salesperson has booked a meeting with an opportunity, which is the first step in the pipeline. How many interested deals do we need to win one new closed customer? In this example, let's assume we need six new interested deals, which is a six to one close ratio on our new business. So to win 20 new deals this year based on a six to one close ratio, we'll need to find 120 new prospects in the year. Let's turn the 120 into a monthly number. Rather than using a 12-month factoring period, let's be conservative and use 10 months, given that summer and the holiday season in December can be very lean. So each month, the salesperson needs to put 12 new prospects into their pipeline in order to overachieve their annual sales target. We can't manage results, only the activity that drives the results. The key to sales plan success is accountability on these 12 new prospect meetings every month. Now let me focus on one of the most important aspects in selling, your value proposition. I'm a big believer in ensuring that your value proposition incorporates your why. What is your why? A fellow podcaster named Simon Sinek has produced podcasts, YouTube videos, TED Talks, and provides online training that helps people and companies determine their why. Most value propositions out there today position a company's how and what. Few have evolved to incorporate their why. As Simon points out, the what and the how register with the logical part of the brain. The why, on the other hand, registers with the feeling part of the brain and can be instrumental and creating loyalty and differentiation in the marketplace. If this interests you, I would recommend doing a YouTube search on Simon Sinek's Golden Circle. Once you have the company's why figured out, it is also highly recommended that your why find its way into your value proposition. What is the definition of a value proposition? the measurable business impact your solution has on your customer's business. As mentioned earlier, most value propositions talk to here's what we do, here's how we do it. Few take the next step, which is here's what we do for you and how you can measure it. As part of my consulting services, I conduct sales and marketing assessments for some of my clients. It starts by getting my company's clients' perspective on what they think their value proposition is. The most engaging part of the assessment for me is interviewing my clients' customers, asking them why they do business with my client and what is the measurable outcome from working with them. The answers are extremely profound and seldom align with what my clients' perspectives were. Knowing your value proposition as experienced by your customers plays a major role in crafting the appropriate message to take to the market. A value proposition should be illuminated and propelled in all company communication as it forms a critical part of your branding. Your websites, advertising, proposals, white papers, guides, and presentations need to have consistency in order to establish and grow your brand in the market. But it needs to start with why. Then ensure it becomes consistent throughout all your market communication. Thank you for listening to Confessions of a Sales Pro. Less sins, more wins. Next week's episode is entitled Sales Process and Pipeline. For more information on my books, guides, sales training, and coaching programs, please visit SalesMentorU.com.
1: If you have found this episode informative and helpful, we would be honored and appreciative if you would share this podcast with other great salespeople like yourself. And we look forward to you joining us for all new episodes weekly, every Thursday. Please subscribe to the podcast if you haven't already. If you'd like us to help you grow your sales commissions, visit us at salesmentoru.com. Confessions of a sales pro, lessons, more wins with Ian Selby.